Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about a television show, Big Brother. My name is Brett. I'm Danielle, and I'm more and more concerned by the hour about the person we named this podcast after, Miss Julie Chen. Yeah, we got some breaking news right now. Do you want to just get us right in there, Danny? Yeah, I I just tweeted about it because she just tweeted about it. Um, Julie has started, I mean, I think this is the first one. I hadn't noticed this before. She posted a Twitter video, which is the first cry for help. You're posting a vid- video. You don't post it on Twitter. You go to Instagram. You make a TikTok. You, there are other social media platforms for a video. If you are a famous uh, celebrity and you're worried about security, your husband is the, you know, whatever we may think about him, her husband is, I, is he still the head of CBS? Or did no, they, he's oh. disgraced. Is he? Oh, I know he was disgraced, but I thought it was a little bit like, I'm pretty he's sure disgraced, he's but out. I'm sticking in there. No, he's out twiddling his thumbs. But is she's he fun employed? Is he fun employed? He right is now? fun employed. Listen, the pandemic has affected everyone. Yeah, maybe he's just, I'll <laughs> order some some DoorDash. Maybe he'll drop off some Jersey mics at my house later. Maybe. Anyways, but yeah, but, if you're worried about security, maybe not. Well, I, you know what? We're fine with TikTok here. How about that? We're so fine. TikTok <laughs> is fabulous. Um, not worried about it at all. So she posts a video on Twitter about Sunday services forgiveness she pulls out like scripture or her bible journal or whatever she's got a nude face i will say she looks great no makeup looks great but she's wearing a cross necklace and it's a two minute long video on twitter like expanding on the thing that we're all baffled about every week which is her little sign off line of like walk in the shoes of forgiveness and your feet will never hurt or something like that <laughs> it's like always very vague and weird and the like sh- sounds a little bit off when she says it the shoes of forgiveness got that dr shoals energy inside <laughs> <laughs> foot locker how about you check into a foot church and heal oh. your soul while you're at it? Oh. <laughs> it's just like, oh it's just like so random. It started this season. We're all confused by it. And yet she has doubled down. She's committing to the bit even more so now on Twitter. And I'm just, it's a pivot. I didn't see coming. I don't know if she's like, once I like, here's my big conspiracy theory. Yes. Julie is aware that CBS is going to pull some funny business and that her head is on the chopping block. Like someone some else is going to come in and replace busy her. Busy business. Soon. Busy business. <laughs> <laughs> also known as busy Phillips. Like I think she's aware. And so she's starting to put plant the seeds of her next career move because she's not on the talk anymore. So when she gets fired from big brother, what else would, should a wealthy woman in Southern California do then become a self-help guru with mm-hmm. some light Christianity thrown in, perhaps a mom vlogger. Oh. I mean, it shows she could do some closet tours. She can do a day in my life, uh, give us some healthy snack tips. Like that's the pivot I see for Julie coming up. Uh, I will, I will not be going on that ride. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> when it's when it's whenever it starts, but I mean, you could be onto something. I didn't know she's not on the talk. 
anymore. No, she or left did... when the news about her husband broke. Oh, so like two years ago? Wow, is it that long ago? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like Yeah, it. she left. She stepped down. She voluntarily stepped down because she knew that, like, well, we're going to be talking about this. And then she <laughs> just has been doing, she, <laughs> she just has been doing Big Brother. And now with all this weird, she is so weird. I think she's just like, it feels very senioritis. Like, well, if this is my final year, I'm going to do me. Yeah. So. Senior here. ditch day. Yeah. Do you guys have a senior ditch day in high school? I think we did. I don't remember if I did it or not. I uh, we I graduated as aging me uh, fifteen years ago <laughs> in the uh, in uh, the year of our Lord two thousand and five from high school, <laughs> and so we had you know a like about a month before graduation was May fifth two thousand five, aka five five five. Even if you're in Europe. Five, 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 where they do it the, <laughs> probably the right way, which is day, then month, then year. That's what we do here in Canada. Oh God, you you hate it, don't you? Writing, no, oh, I I'm still it. writing, I'm still writing whatever on my checks. I'm still <laughs> writing month, day, year on my checks. Anyways, so like five, five, five was coming up, and all the kids were like, "That's the ditch day." It's like five, five, five will only happen every thousand years or whatever. <laughs> And then the school issued like some sort of, I mean, I don't know. Did we have email? I mean, they issued some sort of announcement. Like if you do this, we're, we know, we know where the David <laughs> Busters is. We're going to have someone there watching you. We know where all the kids go. It's so lame. Come on. Five, five, five ditch day. It's as if God himself said, yes, my children, it's okay for you to leave school on this day. And on the go fifth to the beach. day. God said, y'all can ditch, go to the beach, get a slice of Tony's pizza. Uh, all right. Final thought we asked <laughs> on Julie Chen, her outfit last night, Thursday night. Why don't you go first and then I'll give you my impressions of the outfit second. The outfit was actually a breath of fresh air. It was yellow. Oh. A, an, a bell-shaped A-line dress. Um, fitted in the bodice with a light flare. Uh, it had a slightly dropped waist, which not a lot of women can pull off, but I thought Julie did. I know what that is, and I agree. Uh, thank you. And it was sleeveless, showing off quite a toned arm, which fits in with my mommy blogger uh, oh, yeah. theory. She got She's that Peloton getting, life. Yeah, exactly. In the choir. She's putting in the reps. She's in beast mode. Uh, <laughs> she had a blowout. She was wearing, I just want to give a special shout out. She was wearing a mask in the picture she posted to Twitter. Of course, then took it off and <laughs> set it on fire before she got on stage. Overall, this look was ladylike, dainty, chic. I give it a hot. Oh. <laughs> All right. So let me back it up a little bit before I get to my verdict here. I've been out on Big Brother this week. I just I just don't care about these people. I very much just don't like them. Uh, I don't like what's going on in the show. Uh, I've been following along what's going on online, but I didn't watch the Sunday episode. I didn't watch the Wednesday episode. You know, I had a heart-to-heart with my good friend Danielle over text <laughs> message. I was like, what the fuck? I, I just hate this. I hate this so much. Uh, I kind of was pouting all week. And so yesterday I'm like, all right, let me bang this out. Sunday night, watched it. Wednesday night, watched it yesterday. However, yesterday, big night for Brett in the Brett household. Lakers, Rockets, 
football is back. Chiefs, Texans. We got a live HOH competition. I'm on the West Coast. I'm working or whatever. I'm going triple screen experience with the basketball, with the football, with the wall comp. <laughs> I am, And then, you know, Friday morning rolls around. You're on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. Danny, let's record this time. Whatever. Let's go. Something feels weird, though. Danielle logs on to Google Hangouts, and I realized I did not actually watch the Thursday episode. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. I watched them standing on a wall for fucking two hours. I know everything that happened on the feed and stuff last night. I completely forgot to watch Thursday night. So, Julie Chen, I saw that drop, dropped waist. I saw that tight arm. You know what? I Because... I couldn't even remember to watch you. You're so out of my mind. I'm giving it a dot. <laughs> that's very fair. I think that's very fair. Honestly, it's, but you, here's the thing. You really don't need to. We're on different ends of the of the Big Brother fandom right now because I am a casual only. I do not have access to This feed. is the number one Big Brother <laughs> casuals podcast right here. <laughs> I don't have access to these. Like I try and let me tell you, if there was a week to have it, it was this week because there was finally a fight and <laughs> there was very convoluted, confusing gameplay and moves being done that I feel like you needed the feeds to understand because I watched, I watched the episodes or I watched last night's for sure and I watched Sundays and I'm so confused still on what the hell everybody was thinking specifically Tyler and on a lesser extent Christmas because like Christmas who knows what's in that brain we know what Christmas is thinking (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) she's got a son and he has a birthday yeah and his name is loyal um I, I it's so confusing as a casual I really don't know how casuals do it I think this this is is the best I think this is the best way to position this podcast as the number one casuals podcast yeah I agree um so so should we try to break down what the hell happened uh yeah like all week or just Thursday or yeah um, that's fine I mean now that we're a weekly casuals podcast (laughs) that's fine like if you want the super fans like Oh, that'll no. be our, that'll be our pitch too, and when we apply to Big Brother North America, <laughs> is hey we're we host a podcast, but it is not a super fan podcast. No. It is a casuals podcast. It is, but a like very... woke casuals, not Franzel Cody casuals. Right, we're very light fans of the show. <laughs> we're fans enough to have a podcast, but not actually keep up. We'll be super well. fans if the show is good. Yeah, but exactly. not right now. I got enough shit going on in my my warped, messed up mind. Yeah, totally. So, and this, yeah, this season is just absolutely disastrous. Um, so here's what, from what I can tell, happens. Christmas puts up. <laughs> Christmas puts up. Bay and day. Bay and day. Not happy about it. She wants Cr- to go after Davon. Oh no, she wants to go after Bailey. And then her reasoning for Devon is because Bailey had revealed in a conversation that her number one was Day. So strategically, like, this is what was so confusing is that Christmas, like, 
did these fucking weird gymnastics all week. Mm-hmm. These mental gymnastics of like twisting her logic into such a pretzel, such a Snyder's of Hanover that she to, to justify like, hey, I'm putting up these two black women for strategic reasons, <laughs> right. not because I don't talk to them or it's like just feel gay. weird and kind of. Yeah, I don't like to talk, you know. So no. it was just so weird. And like, it just was like such a non-excuse. Like I'm putting you up, Davon, because you're someone else's number one. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't get it either. It like, I also, I guess her, for the Alliance, they all wanted one of them to go. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. So, so yeah, I, I don't know why it was both the women, why it couldn't have been like, a Kevin <laughs> or a David. I mean, yeah. not like they would be that much better, but it, it was a little weird. Yeah, it, it totally, it, and it's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's just the way, in a way I don't, here's the thing, all of the like weird tears and crying and like, faux white knighting shit like that was what was more bothersome than actually her putting up Bailey and Davon I knew she was going to put up Bailey and Davon when she fucking won because I've been watching the season and I have two eyeballs but also because like she's kind of aligned with everybody else in the damn house like she doesn't have anybody else to put up like and that's just the way that's the way the last five weeks have unfolded not something that came up in the last in the the 24 hours before she won HOH or whatever. Like, right. It, it is the act of putting them up was not like a, a specific incident as we, we've been talking about all year in our real lives. It's like structural. It's a, it's intersectionality. It's everything led to this moment. It's, of course, it's a collection of decisions and actions of people over the universe over mm-hmm. the entire uh, period of time, not just this one incident. Of course, she was going to put them up. She's aligned with everybody else in the damn house. Yeah, she could have put sure. up David. She could have put up Kevin or whatever. But you have these two people. That's why I was sad. And it's like I'm not particularly pissed off at Christmas for for putting them up because she, she was in a position where that kind of was the only the only thing that right. made sense. But all this stuff ensuing and hand wringing and crying and stuff was more gross to me, right? I don't, or I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, absolutely. That's the thing. Because I remember watching after she puts them up, she's the one crying and they're coming. And they have to her. console her. That was like unbelievable. And that was what made this fight so incredible because she's expecting the same. Finally, you know, and after Tyler, okay, so let's get into that. Tyler offers to Bailey and Day, like, put me up. I want to go home. I'm miserable. Like, I, need, I support I your need cause. An- I need Angela to put me down. <laughs> I need, I need, I, I need my, weak. I need my cold, my icy cold girlfriend to tell me I suck. Yeah, Tyler Oops. needed his baba, so he 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 hatches this plan. But I don't get is we've seen Tyler at work and when he wants to pull off a plan, he pulls it off. That's why we, that's why he has 
gained so much respect as a player. He's a great player. He can pull strings. He knows how to strategize. He knows how to put an action, how to execute an action. So, And in a way that like we saw Derek do very effectively where it's like making everyone think it's kind of their idea while – you know, being being he's a bit of a puppet master, not in like yeah. a mustache twirly sort of way, but people feel everybody feels very comfortable around him from both sides of the house. People like they want to work with him. And that's a skill of effective players of this game is like having a plan and being able to execute it, being able to execute it without people really seeing that it's you. But in the end, kind of seeing that as you when it's time to like vote and, you know, to get to the end of the game and right. not be considered a target in the moment. Yeah. So, so he has that skill. So he presents the plan to Bay and Day and they're like, okay, they're, they're sort of subdued. Like, thank you so much, <laughs> but they are also like withholding until it actually happens. And I mean, good who thing they were. Them? Like, yeah. who can blame <laughs> them? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because then, it's the most half-hearted pitch I've ever heard to Christmas to be like, hey, um, what do you think? And why do they dance around just saying, this is a big pet peeve of mine this season. They all dance around actually saying what they want, I guess so that no one repeats it. But it's like, I think you know what, what needs to be done for me. And it's like being somewhere else. <laughs> like instead of saying like, can you put me on the block? I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was super weird. I mean, I think this was – I don't think this was particularly – I think in a weird way, like, I think he was trying to do the right thing. I just don't think it was executed very well. But like, that's why I'm like, I don't think his heart then, was in it to do the yeah, right thing. No, and his heart – yeah, and exactly. Because in the end, his, his, his heart – he didn't want to do the right thing because of how easily – he flipped against being like, oh, well, screw Bailey and Dave. Yeah. Like, cause it's, yeah. So if he really wanted to do it, I think at first there was a way in which he could have done it and it would have been all right. A little, I don't know. Like, I think it was kind of dumb, but whatever. Like, <laughs> but what, what it lacked was follow through. So he goes to Bailey and Dave I want to volunteer to go on the block. I want to be out of this house. I feel I'm responsible for everything that's happened to you guys. Neither of you deserve to be voted out of the house. Take me. I need to go back to South Carolina and get tied to a bedpost and, and <laughs> stepped on by my girlfriend. Uh, but the follow through and execution was that they needed to come up with a plan to convince Christmas of that thing. Because then right. they both individually go to Christmas and kind of say that to her, but that's where the lines get crossed. Because Davon and Bailey hear that and they go, All right, well, we're gonna go to Christmas and try to convince her, like try to incept her with this idea that you're gonna go to her as with as well. And right. Davon's strategy in doing that is to make Christmas feel more comfortable in doing that and say, Hey, we promise you we're not gonna go after you. You know, me, Davon, I'm talking on behalf of Bailey here. She's upset in the other room, but she's upset at Tyler. She promises she's not going. You know, Tyler needed to agree to that part of the the execution as well, which is, hey, in order for us to turn this around, we're going to go to Christmas and we're going to say, hey, we're going after you, Tyler. And, and Tyler needed to agree to that. But then right. Davon says that stuff to Christmas and then tells it back to Tyler, and Tyler's like, "Oh, well, screw them! Like, you know, get them out of here." Yeah, which kind of reveals his true colors, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. this is this is kind of weird." So, if you 
if they worked together and he agreed to that and did it, I think it might have been all right. I wouldn't have been crazy about it, but it would have been yeah, it would have been something I haven't really seen before. Right. Anyways, we got this weird fucking jumbled mess and Bailey's gone. Yeah. So I just think if Tyler, it was a very like, well, it's the thought that counts gift. You know. Oh, cool. <laughs> thoughts. If thoughts and if thoughts were rainbows, we would live in a lucky charms. Well, I tried box. to help your movement. <laughs> but I got this other thing come up. I don't know if you guys, hey, I mean, obviously Big Brother podcast here for the casuals. Maybe we got some casual sports fans here too. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys saw last night. They wrote NFL wrote in the end zone for the Kansas City Chiefs and racism. And you know what? I know you're a few hours ahead of me time-wise, but I'm sure yeah. you can tell me from your perspective on East Coast time zone, racism's done. Oh, yeah. yeah. So with well, just also, all those good thoughts, you know. I'm also in Canada, which is about 100 years ahead of you time-wise. I know. So, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I just... I, someone tweeted it, I'll get it, but, um, it was like, oh, I actually think Tyler is nice. Like, yeah, he's nice, but this was such a sloppy ass, yeah, weird, not committed at all plan and such a huge, yeah, why even go tell them this plan? If you really wanted to go home, also, why make it secretive? Why not tell everyone in the house? Hey, listen, here's what I want. I, and, and say like, listen, for my mental health, I want to go home. I think it's great that then we get to keep these two in the house. So everyone, please like pressure Christmas if she doesn't want to. Yeah, like, because he at the end, I mean, I, I under, understandably the first step is just getting Christmas to actually use the power of veto to swap out, you know, Bailey for for Tyler or whatever. But after that, you still need the people to damn vote you out. And if right. you're on the block. And you're just kind of being like wishy-washy and I don't know. And actually, maybe I do want to stay. And <laughs> I, I mean, it was just more of his gesture to make them feel better. Right. Like, then also, you got a bunch of damn fucking alliance members in the house because you have a final two with everybody in the damn house. Like, they're all going to vote you to stay anyways. So, just, again, if you wanted to actually do it, follow through and do it. And don't get your hurt fifis the moment, like, some strat some strategizing around your proposal goes around. Like, yeah. do it. Just I, do it. It was just so sloppy. And to see it from Tyler, who usually is quite meticulous in his gameplay strategy and all of that, like, it, it's just so, it was such a weird off move that, and in such a specific way. Because mm -hmm. you know now he's going to have articles written about him if he hasn't already. Oh, yeah, they're, they're there. Oprah Magazine yeah. wrote an article about him. Yeah, yeah, of course, because it's like, what a weird thing to try to get points for and then immediately not follow through <laughs> on. It's so weird. I, I know I'm a broken record. I keep saying it's so weird, but I can't wrap my head around it. It's just like, especially coming from Tyler, like this is something that I could see, I don't know, uh, Keisha have doing because she hasn't played or paid attention to the game in 15 years. Including but, the week that she was in the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for Tyler to do it is just mind boggling. But so anyway, Christmas, this is all to say, Christmas does not use the power of veto. In her in her light defense, you guys know I don't want to defend Christmas. She's my number one enemy the in the future house. winner of BB22 Christmas. <laughs> and she has been, and I felt so vindicated this week because she showed her true colors. But 
For her game, no, it's not a good move to put up Tyler. If I were her, I would be like, fuck you. If you want to leave, self-evict. Like, she's in a final two with Tyler. She's like in love with Tyler. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking you out. Her, I mean, speaking about like number ones, like Tyler is her number one. Like, I know she's working. What the fuck is the deal with this commission committee thing? Like, whatever they're called. The committee. Julie's favorite. Again, I didn't I didn't watch. I I a casual fan. You know that you know how casuals kind of only watch like there's like there's levels of casuals, right? I'm like I'm weirdo casual because some casuals like they don't even watch the veto or they don't even watch the they'll only watch one they'll they'll only watch the Thursday night just to kind of see everything that happened, see the eviction, yeah. see that in the household. I'm a reverse casual. I'm a reverse <laughs> casual because I don't watch Thursday. I didn't watch Thursday last night. But did she do the thing when Bailey was like Hey, by the way, it's this Memphis alliance that is <laughs> yes. controlling the house that nobody <laughs> fucking talks about. Memphis hasn't done a DR in fucking three weeks, except for to talk about how his back hurts. It's like, <laughs> it, yeah, did she, she do did. that again? What the she fuck? Immediately, she shows her. I mean, she doesn't attribute it to Memphis, but she's like, "Do you know who is working together to get you out? It's this alliance this here, the committee." <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen this on Big Brother where, like, I mean, now we're in jury, right? So we're not going to be really seeing those sort of exit interviews because she'll have to kind of keep it close to the close to the the vest, so to speak. Like, but I've never seen the show give so much pub to one alliance that doesn't really exist. Right. And like, has it existed other than a number of conversations within the first few weeks and like. Every once in a while, like Nicole will be like, "Yeah, the commission or whatever the fuck are called," <laughs> yeah. and it's like she doesn't even like you can tell that she's like being prodded by the damn producer to be like, "Remember, you're in an alliance with Memphis and uh, Christmas." Right. <laughs> Go. It's, it's so weird. Uh, again, I say that. Um, I don't know. Julie's just obsessed with it because it's the one. Maybe it's the <laughs> one named alliance that she can sort of hang on to and point at. Because as we've said, this is a very unique season in that there are a million alliances and none of them actually seem to be doing anything except, I guess, for the committee. Just so happens to Ex- not, yeah. none of them have gone home. So yeah, none can- of them gone home. I don't think any of them have been targeted at any point. And like you just have these very, you have these really clear conversations. You can tell the story very well, which is M- Memphis going to all the people at the, in the week one and being like, here's what I'm going to do. And like, it's almost more about telling the story through video clips than actually about, <laughs> you know, whether or not it exists now yeah. or anyone acts in, in the interest of that, po- of that uh, alliance. Yeah. So she does. She does tell Bailey that Bailey Good. is a little bit surprised. Not really. Bailey's surprised because she's like, "I live in the house, and I know those people aren't in an alliance." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it was fine, but so the the real juice of the episode and of the feeds this week have been was the fight that happened post veto, which mm. was Christmas not using the veto. Bailey sort of said something at the veto ceremony, which was like, can we say what your untouchable is? And Christmas goes, no, and closes the box. <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to mean. I feel like they edited out something that would have added context. Yeah. And then, then Christmas expects the same treatment that she got after 
nominations, which is, for I daily. feel so bad. Yeah. You should be comforting me because it's so hard for me to not use the veto and save you two. It's so hard for me. You have no idea. So yeah. you guys should be comforting me and, you know, pussyfooting around me and like giving me white glove service because this is actually really hard for me. It's like the, the the guy at the executioner chair with the, the <laughs> with the telephone to the governor and the switch, and he's crying to Michael Clark Duncan. He's like, I, I haven't seen Green Mile by the way, but he's like crying to Michael Clark Duncan. He's like, this is actually much harder for me to flip the switch because you're gonna like die and go to heaven everywhere, but like I have to I have to live with the consequences, and it's like more yeah. of a, like PTSD for me. Right, <laughs> that's what she expects. That's. And unlike after noms where it's where it's smart to not lose your head because there's still veto and there's still, you know, laying the foundation to work with people so that you're not the one to go home. After yeah. veto, it's like, no, one of them is going home and they are rightfully pissed off. They are allowed to be. They're on the wall. Especially after them. this fucking rug pulling job from Tyler. Yeah. So extra pissed off. So they... And Christmas, that fucking, she's so annoying. The way she talks to Devon when they're, okay, so they're in their bathroom and that's when this fight starts. Because Christmas, you can tell, is like, here's the subtext of the scene. Christmas is saying, you are not allowed to be mad at me. You have to love me and be my friend, no matter, even though I just essentially stole $500,000 from you. Yeah. And Devon is saying, I wish you would understand I'm allowed to be mad and Bailey is allowed to be mad at you and I don't want to be your friend right now. That's all they're saying, right? But yeah. it comes out in all these convoluted ways about like game versus personal game versus blah, blah, blah. It's like none of that matters. What matters is that Christmas feels that she's entitled to be, to have no one be mad at her and Day and Bay feel like, no, we're allowed to be pissed. Yeah. And guess who's right? Day and Bay. Especially after... <laughs> We had to do this whole fucking song and dance three days ago where you nominated us and we had to comfort you the first time. Yeah. Can you fucking comfort us for fucking five seconds? We had, I think it was on Wednesday's night's episode where this whole thing goes down with Tyler wants to get out of the house and there was a conversation between Bailey and Danny or something like that. And, and Tyler sort of, the way he kind of phrased things like, was like, hey, Bailey, calm down. And she was like getting so upset. And she was like, I am being calm here. Yeah. Stop like framing all of, or stop using the words. Stop describing my actions as like, yeah, uh, you know, me blowing mm -hmm. up as someone or like, I, I am being calm here. And like, this is BB19 or BB20 would like repeating itself. Like, I know we try to bury the hatchet, Tyler, but like, yeah. this is the same shit. And everyone treats me like a crazy person. And I, I, you know, I can empathize that a little bit of my life. I mean, everyone can a little bit. It's like where sometimes something is so is is really real to you, and I'm not saying it isn't, but like something is real to you, and people just aren't fucking honoring that, and it's yeah. like super frustrating. And if that happens to you multiple times, as has happened to Bailey, as has happened to Devon, it's like you fucking go spinning out because you're like. Can one fucking person acknowledge the reality of the situation here and stop Absolutely. calling me the crazy person? Yeah, and they they mentioned the show, and I'm glad the show at least 
at least uh, showed this, which was them in the backyard after they have the fight, like, fuck. Now they're going to show, like, oh, Davon blows up. They're the crazy, angry black women. Which like, is, that's oh my, what they yeah. wanted the whole time. And it was so heartbreaking to watch. I know. And they've mentioned this on the show. It's like the fucking weight that these two women have to, the backpack that they have to wear full of, like, how they have to they have to go through every single interaction because they know that if they even if they bring it from a one to a four, that scene is that scene is going to an eleven. But damn Christmas, who fucking killed someone in a car? I don't think she <laughs> killed someone. <laughs> she got a mugshot. Christmas. <laughs> in my mind, she bought meth from Heisenberg and she drove through the <laughs> desert and she killed someone. Anyway, like she she does she goes from a one to a nine, and they're like, well, you know, she does miss her son. And, oh, and it's like, and, but so it's like just the the fucking mental weight, the gravity of that every interaction like everyone everyone experiences that where it's like maybe you're going to the visit the in-laws and maybe they uh, don't agree with you politically or whatever but you're trying to <laughs> you're trying to get through the thanksgiving dinner or yeah. and it's like you're like you know what i'm just gonna fucking grit my teeth through this and no matter the fucking shit that they say i'm gonna be the better person here i'm not gonna fucking and it's like they're living there like they're living in this house all day you know we've all been living in our house we all know for the most part, how difficult it is to live in a few rooms. Like that's what these right. people do have been doing with 16 damn people. I live by myself and I'm like, man, there's kind of too much interaction for me, but I'm a loner. So it's like, it's the mental weight on these women is so difficult. And then when Bailey does, God forbid, bring it from a one to a four and people are like, Whoa, Bailey, stop blowing up at people. Like, calm down. Course, calm chill down. Out. Yeah. Like, of course she gets upset. Like at a certain point you have, to, you, you do get upset. You, she's a human being. And it's big brother. <sighs> Let people yell and scream and fight. What the hell? Excuse me. This is big <laughs> what brother. What am I watching this show for? <laughs> please file your complaints. Uh, please drop your complaints and arguments in a comment box by the front. Yeah. Door. It was, I was like, I found it very therapeutic for them to finally yell at her. I was like, thank God. Thank <laughs> God. And can we just talk about how insane Christmas looked? I mean, when she, oh, you didn't even see it. But so beautiful, when, gorgeous. Shut up. <laughs> smart, funny. <laughs> she, they go into the bathroom and she's in the kitchen. She refuses to, like, Kevin's like, maybe you should go up to your HOH room. And she's like, no, I have a right to sit here. I live here too. I'm going to stay in the kitchen all night if I want to. I have papers from the Department of Justice that say I can go into this trader's house without a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She plants her ass down at the kitchen counter and, and Bailey and Day come in and she glares at them through the mirror and stares at them as they come in. And then they walk past and she's like, here it comes, here it comes. And they're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I applauded them. I agree. That's what I've said all season. Shut the fuck up, Christmas. You suck. I don't care about your MLM and your keto diet with your fucking meat and lifting a weight above your head like she sucks the way she talked to them that entire time was so condescending it really was like 
I think Jay said this. It was like she was treating them like they were children. And like, yes, mommy did something that made you mad, but you still have to hug mommy before you leave for school. Like, that's what it was like. And like, bitch, please. They don't owe you shit. You put them on the block. Fuck you. I'm starting a GoFundMe for Loyal's (laughs) psychiatric bills. Uh, I know you're upset at mommy, but you still have to kiss mommy on the lips before you go to school. (laughs) God. Um, Yeah, so that was the fight. Um, Everyone else pretty much stayed out of it. And it seemed by Thursday when the votes were cast, it seemed like, you know, things were made up, hugs were given, whatever. But, God, I just... My dislike for Christmas is through the roof, truly. It already was, and then this happened. (laughs) I feel the same way, Mm -hmm. but I also, like, I see her power building, and I'm I'm conflicted because, excuse me, I I just see her winning. I see her winning BB-22 and me being vindicated. You know who's going to win? No, Franzel. Franzel. Yeah. Did you see what happened on Sunday night? We talked about this on last week's episode. The chemistry she has as a person. A she is so charismatic of a of a of a woman, so sexually attractive. She's playing in this competition, her pants fall off. And <laughs> you know, and 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 you know, like your Cody's, your Renzo's, your Memphis's, all your red blooded men. They can't see, but they, they pheromonally, they smell <laughs> that the queen, the goddess, Franzel, is half naked in this oh room. And they're like, we can't even win this game. Our fucking, you know, we operate by smells. Our shit is so fucked up. We're out. <laughs> She's powerful. Well, I just, during uh, Vito, when she gave, and I know this was a ploy, but I'm like, this is a good ploy. When she gave Day the $5,000 and took the suit instead. Oh, yeah. So smart on on many different levels. I just, I think she's got it in her for, to be our first ever two-time winner. I'm, I take no pleasure in reporting this, but it's <laughs> on true. The sa- on the same day on the feeds that she's like, Ian's weird. I hate autistic people. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and so Olay drops watch, her. Social media got, influencer has been dropped. Yeah, we got a couple tweets about this, and I've been seeing like some headlines of the article, but I haven't actually watched any of the footage because I'm like, well, I don't want to watch that. I do not need to see. No, I mean it was a repeat. Of- it was a repeat of what was going on in BB14, where it's like he he's autistic. He's he didn't even really know it during BB14, and he says this year in the first. I remember in the first episode or two, he's like. I've kind of come to grips with the fact that I am on the spectrum. I, I need to rock back and forth to comfort myself. Like I do these things that might seem out of the ordinary, but like, you know, I'm still a fucking normal, smart dude, whatever. Like, so they just are doing, they're making fun of him. It's like, Oh my God, he's rocking back and forth. I can't even, you're stressing me out. Sort of right. shit. Right. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Let, I shut the I fuck mean, up and uh, let the guy live his life, man. Yeah, totally. It's obviously, obviously not, uh, not great. (laughs) I mean, what's there to say? Not good. She's now, I mean, I think they're all paying the price in some way. And I saw, yeah, that some of her brands dropped her. I wonder if her, her lower third Chiron is going to go back to saying like nurse. Nurse. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Nicole is unaware, but she's no longer a social media influencer. (laughs) 
And then, yeah, Memphis. Well, they were all in that, right? Who, who yeah, wasn't I'm, in that? Just Van Day and Kevin, Kevin and yeah, basically. <laughs> David. God. Yeah, basically. Um, horrible. So, I and guess then, that brings us. Oh, what? One other. So, a follow up on that. So, like late yesterday, I think, or maybe it was early yesterday. She goes up to Ian, like apropos of nothing, and is like, "Just want to let you know that I love you, and I would never say anything hurtful about you, and and like." No matter what you hear, like I, you know, I've got your back and I love you and support you as a person, which is clearly like on her morning DR session, they were like, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we need to edit something together to show that you're not, in case you win, that you're not like totally anti autism people, yeah. um, autistic people. Yeah. That was definitely a tip. Uh, and if it wasn't, if it was just her, then she's really good at the game. She like knew it lodged into her brain and she knew that she had to do that. I mean, we'll see. Um, some other just rando notes. Enzo used to live in a basement. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he would. He would. Yeah. Um, also, I, I, sorry, I'm like talking about an episode from a damn week ago, but again, <laughs> I didn't watch Thursday night. And so... Enzo's talking to Christmas, I think, about like who they want to target. And he's just listing all of the he's just listing all of the women. And he's like, Yeah, Devon, she's a really emotional player. Bailey, she's a really emotional player. Nicole, she's a really emotional player. I don't know, but all these broads are really emotional. I don't know why. And it's like yeah. really interesting insight coming from the 40-year-old divorcee. Yeah, totally. I I I'm tiring of him a little. <laughs> like He's refreshing in terms of the rest of his alliance because at least I'm like, okay, this one's from New Jersey. He's got a fun accent. And the rest of them are just so white bread. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's annoying. He's all talk. <laughs> he has no actual like big game inside of him. He just wants everyone else to do the dirty work. It's dull. It's whatever. He's lame. Yeah, it's like just typical New Jersey guy bluster where it's like, yeah, yeah. if I was there, I would have fucking told her. I would have fucking slapped his mouth. Yeah, exactly. and talk about me to my mother. like Talk about my mother like that. And then, and then like in the moment, he's like, out of respect, I would like to not be in this situation. <laughs> but I don't, don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. No, it's 100. like, he's, he's always talking about like, well, what I would have done. And then I think it was Sunday night or Wednesday night. There's a kind of a confrontation. He comes into the room to like get a shirt or whatever. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of this at all. <laughs> Well, yeah, also, here's what I would have done, and here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm yeah. going to do. When I win the competition, I'm going to make a big fucking move. No one's going to see this coming, baby. Like, I'm going to do – everyone here is pussies. Step me, because when I win, oh, like, I'm going to do – it's yeah. like, bullshit. Right. I'm going to nominate Kesa against the porn. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. He's full of shit. Yeah. Um, then, like, just another general note. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, maybe we should start talking about spoilers after. All right, All right cool. So, spoiler section. Okay, um, thank God. <laughs> my queen, my villain queen, Danny. Namesake one, queen. Yeah, one HOH. Again, I'm grateful for Danny. I think she's good TV. She's not in it that much, but when she is, she's like a little like devilish imp. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird because like she's kind of one of the deplorables, but like. Yeah. At least she's like 
a little bit team chaos. Yeah, exactly. Well, she's one of, she is technically an old school player. Like she's not lumped in with them, I guess, because she's still quite young herself or I don't know, but her mentality is of the old school variety. Yeah. She hasn't started any fights or done anything like that yet, but she's very sneaky. Yeah. As you said, she wants chaos. She's adapted really well to new school style of gameplay, which is a little annoying, but I still like she learned from Derek. You you put on a big old hat that makes you look (laughs) five years younger (laughs) and you just sit in the room and just like, you know, just agree with everybody. Yeah, I just and I think she's playing also a really good game. And she won. She won the wall comp, the endurance. Hell yeah. Fucking do on fell off after like two minutes. So sad. I have something to say. (laughs) Please do. I love Davon. Davon is excellent. I was so damn heartbroken from Davon not winning the last HOH. You heard the fucking rant I went on last week. Yeah. That I didn't watch Big Brother for a week, and then I forgot to watch the most important episode of the week. (laughs) That's how much I like Davon. Davon fucking sucks at competitions. (laughs) Of course. Devon sucks at competitions. Devon's not going to win a competition this year. Devon sucks at competitions. Just sorry. She sucks. She's not good. She's not good. And that's why it's so heartbreaking because she can't. I'm not calling her dumb. I'm not. She's just not good at the competitions. Right. Um, But. And like Enzo, just take it back to him. He's like, she she says the same thing essentially. Like she sucks. She's so weak. We got to get her out. And I'm like, no, that's the opposite of what you do. No, keep exactly. her ass in. She should be everyone's final too. Yeah, exactly. Honest. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Right? Like she's not going to take Tyler. Take Davon. Davon's not going to do. She's shit. She's not going to beat you in a competition, and you're going to have a jury full of. People who don't want to vote for Davon because they weren't in alliance with her the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so weird. <sighs> uh, my my catchphrase. But so so Danny won, and she apparently is going to be putting up David and Kevin. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but here's here's a little curveball of the week. Oh, David has that power where if he gets nominated, he gets to be like, nope. <laughs> and yeah. yeet himself out of there. So. No, yeah, so we didn't talk about this. How do you feel about the, the powers? Because we're going to see a bunch of powers this week. Like, Well, so, Danny said she's not going to use hers. On herself? She got pissed. She was pissed off after she won that damn power. She's like, I got the shittiest line because I'm never going to win HOH and I don't want to like, give the power I, to another outgoing HOH. And it's like, literally rather, the fucking one time you're going to win HOH this season, you're not even going to use the power to like well, win twice. We'll see. The we'll numbers, see. because she, she'd she rather use it, I guess, next week, maybe. I don't know. She had some logic where I was like, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, but I don't remember it enough to tell you what it was. But I'm, so, sure it's, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's She has logic. one and then Christmas has one, right? Christmas has the blocker. She can prevent someone from getting the ve- from getting nommed at the veto ceremony. Well, and David and has something where he also he has the gets best to block one. a nom. He gets to block a nom at the nomination ceremony, essentially. Nice, nice. He and I think also make that person safe for the entire week, so that person can't be a veto renom either. Um, so clearly, he will use that once he's nominated. He will use that on himself, which means the day. I mean, that <laughs> Danny is going to have to put up Day. 
Right. And she already told her on fees last night. She's like, you're safe this week. Yeah, but she didn't know there's this power that's going to... So I'm expecting some fucking fireworks in this house. There better be. Because either... Who else? I guess she could could take it as the opportunity. Oh, yeah, Ian. But she could also take it as the opportunity because she's not trusting of Tyler. They have, like, that weird... They're sort of seeing each other for being the sneaky little brass that they each are. Yeah. So... And Danny, it's Danny. So I'm like, please don't be afraid of a big, an actual big game move. I would love for her to put up Tyler. I mean, of course it's not going to happen. But yeah. It'll be interesting how they play this out. I mean, this all, this all relies on David to actually get nominated and real and like actually plays his own damn power to save himself, <laughs> which is like, we don't, I don't, we don't know if David is full, like, Fully there yet as a as a player to even do that? We'll see. I got the hope. David's been David's been interesting the last few weeks. Like you can see some of the like a little bit of steam is coming out of the the little teapot. It's like all right, we're we're getting we're cooking with fire here a little bit, David. Like maybe maybe something's gonna happen with David in the second half of the game. So we'll see. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you're more hopeful than me. I'm not uh, excited about seeing Kevin walking around and crying and like awkwardly asking to like talk to people and have hugs all week, but whatever. Yeah. I I'm kind of rooting for David at the moment just because I I kind of have come around to enjoying him being just so absolutely horrible. I'm over being bitter that he took someone else's spot and I'm just enjoying the the ride. I'm in the same place as you on David. And do you know like about a week ago? I made this connection in my mind. Do you know who he reminds me of and why I will root for him now? Chicken George? She's beautiful. <laughs> She's smart. Oh? She's cunning. Oh, Jessica. She's Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I've seen a lot of people tweet this, and it's true. Jessica had the best she HH the week ever. In 22 years. Yeah. <laughs> Of any house cast in Big Brother history. Um, it was like the most satisfying week, and she just fucking did it. Yeah. So maybe he'll deliver for us on that front too. Who David knows? is Jessica. <laughs> Jessica is David. Um, so let's get to some questions and comments. We have quite a few. Yes. So this one, neither of us are going to be able to answer. Was it from about the- <laughs> Sir Duke. <laughs> Surely bigger fish to fry. But when everyone got those special powers last week, did you two notice the insane camera angles in the DR? Yes. close-ups. <laughs> yes. It was like a horror film. I wanted to bring this up. So it's like Danny's like describing her power, but like, it's like zooming in on her and she's like, you can't see, you can't even see. It's like, I'm, she's like, like pushing hard on the, the cushion <laughs> with her fists and like, and Christmas is describing her power, but she's like, she's like doing something with her hands. She's like rubbing her hands or like, put like cracking her knuckles and it's like zooming in from weird angles. It was like, I was very interested in this. Thank you for like the question. Crotch close ups and stuff. Oh my God. It was like, <laughs> It honestly added a bit of like new dynamicism to the DR instead of just the straight on look. Someone new came in and said, I'm mixing things up. I'm checking out the episode. Yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From from John Howard, 023. 
What are some new archetypes you'd like to see being cast in future seasons? I remember we got this question last year and we both, we had some fun ideas and obviously they didn't take our word for it because they just went back to the old, the old cast and pool. But um, she's like a hot soccer player that every, <laughs> that is like the next, the boy next door. I'd like to a see New Jersey some, like, guy who's really loud and tells it like it is, but doesn't act how he tells it. Here's what I would like: M- majority, yeah. majority, like twelve people of color, and then a couple whiteies. Yeah. And I would want most people to be very Middle America, and then two hot people. No hot. Only people. two hot people. No two. You need two. Yeah, I uh, so something I've been struggling with recently in my entire life, but it's like really become apparent to me. I just I moved right. I I live I live in West LA now, and like, did you find out you were hot? <laughs> no, I found out I am not. <laughs> so I used to live in East LA, right? And it's like Silver Lake, Los Feliz, like whatever you think about that in your mind. It's the equivalent of sort of Williamsburg in New York, Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You know, whatever the hipster area is of your town, that's where I was living for like eight years, right? And there are hot, there are hot people there, but it's like alternative hot, right? Mm, It's like she's got, she's yeah, oh, (laughs) she's pale, she's got glasses, she's got like a tattoo, oh, she's got a little book in her hand, oh, girl, she wants to see a movie with Brett, maybe I don't know. (laughs) West LA is classic, beachy look, just Mm. like everyone looks like fucking Margot Robbie here, and everyone is just much more classically hot here. And everywhere I go, I I feel like fucking Edward Norton and <laughs> and and Jared Leto and Fight Club. I want to fucking bash these people's heads in with oh a manhole God. cover because of how hot they are. And, no, I love hot people. Oh, oh I yeah. love hot people. I think they're great. I just don't think we need a majority hot cast on Big Brother next time. Um, I agree. Maybe I'll have a shot. I, f- I thought you were going to say, I feel like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Why? Oh, because like, I'm ugly, no. but I have a beautiful, <laughs> but I have a beautiful talent. And instead no, of cutting topiaries, I'm a, you know, I'm a brilliant podcaster. I, no, I want to destroy beautiful things. I see these hot people <laughs> walking their dogs and I have me and my dog and it's like, they don't love us, Biggie. <laughs> they hate us because we're ugly. Whatever. Shut up. Everyone, if you listen to this, send a we tweet to them. Hey Julie. Send a tweet to no. Hey Julie BB telling Brett how beautiful no! he is. <laughs> That's worse. That's horrible. Do it. Do it. That's this horrible. is our new, our new oh, campaign. No! <laughs> <Hashtag> <laughs> campaign. Hashtag Brett is hot. No! <laughs> oh, that makes me feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know the ice bucket challenge? This is the make Brett feel beautiful challenge. <laughs> um, please, from- <laughs> please don't. But I know me saying please don't will just make you fucking do it more. God damn We it, definitely Daniel. did not answer that question at all. Or no, we, we answered it a little bit. You said um, you want, you want, yeah, I want more fuggos. I want weird. I want more fuckos and weirdos too. Yeah, like, fuckos and weirdos, but also not all white people. Please God. Um, 
Then John Howard 023 also says, how do you think the show can be improved to reflect the kind of show viewers want to see? Whilst like, like more America's votes while still providing the players the ability to play strategically, not just trying to be popular with viewers. I think that there should be, there should be at least one fan vote per season. I don't think it should be every, like every eviction is America's vote. That's horrible. I mean, that is just a recipe for disaster. BBOTT already tore the fan base apart when they did something like that. But there should be some sort of interaction between the fans and the show that this season has been surprisingly lacking on, considering it's all, or supposedly all, like, fan favorites. Yeah. Well. Um, and then reflect <laughs> the kind of show viewers want to see. It's tough because it's tough. Um, it's it's so much of it is in the casting. Like the challenges, who cares? I think live, more live elements would be really fun. Yeah. And more stuff on the feeds. Like the feeds when I had them were so bad this year of cutting out. Honestly, cutting out stuff where I was like, this is game talk. Like I yeah. want to see this. It's not about anything personal about someone who didn't sign a release. This is game. Like what the fuck's going on? It was so frustrating. So they need a revamp in terms of all of that. You're all right. That. Live is always exciting. Like, I mean, live, live, everything is always more exciting. I know, I know I completely forgot to watch a live episode last night. <laughs> I know I've mentioned that a number of times, but like, yeah, like I'm always jazzed for something live because I don't know what's going to happen. Because otherwise, like, I kind of know everything that happens all week on Big Brother by the time Monday morning comes around, anyways, just from like watching the feeds or just watch, you know, catching up on Twitter or Jokers or Reddit yeah. or whatever. Uh, I think maybe they should just get do away with America's favorite and they should say it at the top of the year. We're, there's yeah. no America's favorite this year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, be an I mean, asshole. They should get some other. Exactly, they should get some other framing of like an America's vote, but not necessarily like America America's favorite house guest. Remember, they did the like America's t secret team, and it was like Derek, Donnie, and Frankie, or something yeah, like that. And yeah. they had to do like weird tasks to to get money. Weird tasks that like would make them kind of seem a little bit like, what the fuck is Derek doing right now? Like, yeah, there maybe needs to be a bunch of those things where it's like, all right, you can do this thing that will benefit you, but that will 100% make you look like a fucking asshole <laughs> in, in the eyes of your, your, uh, well, that like, was, um, house guests. America's player. Oh like, yeah. They vote. It was a vote. I remember poor, the poorer player. Cause he didn't come into the house to be America's player. They voted and he got chosen to be America's player. Yeah. So he had to do it. And it was like, I think he won. I think he won extra money for completing the task. So at least he got something out of it, but it was stuff because America is a troll, especially big brother fans. So obviously yeah. it'd be like, who should Eric like start a fight with? And everyone would vote for his biggest ally in the house. Like start a fight with like your best friend in yeah. the house. Like it was so, it was so rough. So it'd be fun if someone came in knowing they were going to be doing that. I mean, like, honestly, there should be less interaction. Like there should be, there shouldn't really be anything. Like there should be no twists and there should just be, they should be allowed to play out the game and 
you know. There have to be, well, no, but here, this season showed me that, no, there have to be some twists, especially at the beginning. There have to be some sort of mechanisms in place to force gameplay early. Because otherwise, it's just everyone laying low and doing nothing. And that's not what, that's not what Big Brother's paying these people for. And also forcing like individual gameplay as well, mm-hmm. like not team gameplay, because that's also the, the, that's the biggest thing that's like just destroyed the last Lord knows how many seasons where it's like a group of nine hot people all band together in the first week. And then they just do, they do nothing in the interest of the group. Yeah. Things that um, pit groups, the large groups against each other. I don't know. Totally. I agree. From Patrick M. Dunn. Yes. Julie seems starstruck with Keisha, Janelle, and Kayser during their eviction interviews. Going forward, do you think she'll be all meh as the remaining players are picked off? Yeah, Julie's so weird. Julie is bizarre. And so yesterday you missed it because you didn't watch, but <laughs> she did the same kind of thing that she did last, like with Danny, where she's talking to Bay and Day and she's like, well, late, like, we're gonna miss you. I think you two should star in a remake of Thelma and Louise. And there's like silence, right? There's no live audience. The house guests don't say anything. And Julie goes, am I right, ladies? And Day and Bay go, we can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> like, Julie, Julie's clearly a fan of them as well, which is like nice, I guess. But it just comes out in the strangest ways. Julie's Julie's drinking the monster Julie energy is, drink. Her here's one thing Julie and I have rotting. in common. We both hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, she definitely does not like Christmas. From at old Z10, just always remember, guys, let kindness be the rule for everything you say. Thank you so much. That was her sign off last night. But Obviously. From KDM Parker, I think Julie needs some help with her sign offs. Can you brainstorm some ideas for future episodes? From the top, make it drop. That wet ass pussy. Uh, I don't know. What should she say? She should say, get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Cho wants to know, what makes Memphis so grumpy? Uh, Honestly, in this day and age, if you aren't... Being over 40. Yeah, if you aren't grumpy, then look look around. There's lots of reasons to be grumpy. Question, I don't blame does him. Memphis have Twitter in the house? Is that why he's so grumpy? Does he just <laughs> yes. open Twitter every day and he's like, oh my God, 538. <laughs> Nate Silver just said like Trump can like win Michigan. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh, God. oh this is a really fun one for me specifically from Good. Sean W. Snyder. What would Danny's archetype be on Big Brother Canada? I'm thinking business lady by day, multifaceted podcaster slash internet troll at night. <laughs> I am an internet troll. That's totally what I would want to be like. I would want to cast myself as like, you know what? I think I should be like the obnoxious American who found her way onto Big Brother Canada, even though oh, I'm not yeah. American, but I've been there for so long. I could be like, I think drinking milk out of a bag is obscene. And I think healthcare should be single payer. <laughs> like, I could really re- wreak some Hold havoc. On. You guys have milk in a bag? <laughs> yes. it's. A, I think it's an Ontario thing. Well, okay. <laughs> Ontario is a province in Canada. I but... know. <laughs> um, oh, a question from... This is a new... A new handle to me thoughts it's from at 
But first, big bro. Okay. Thoughts on Danny Donato's big brother journey. She went from underground to vigilante to evil queen. Is her dad proud? That is a very succinct way of looking at it. And um, I I totally agree. I've said I'm enjoying her journey. I'm enjoying her arc this season. I think she's playing a really good game. She's definitely got some problems, but I still, I'm like her and I'm kind of rooting for her actually. She's like Anakin Skywalker. Mm. You were supposed to defeat the Sith, not join them. <laughs> um, you were the chosen one. <laughs> From Clever Girl 851, BB22 is causing everyone to have an existential crisis. That's true. From Winter Decay, BB22 I would like to- or like. General <laughs> 2020. No, let's blame it all on Big Brother. That's fine. <laughs> um, from Winter Decay, I would like an apology from CBS and the producers of Big Brother for Big Brother 19. Same. Well, it's a little, bel- it's a little oh. late. It's a little belated, but you know, I yeah, would take, we, one, I would take an apology too. Have we passed the statute of limitations on BB 19? I mean, that's only three years ago. Like, well, they brought freaking Christmas back, so clearly it's. Fresh and some in our minds, they won't hey. let her. <laughs> I mean, blame damn coronavirus. Blame Josh Martinez, who was like going to strip clubs the fucking week before Big Brother started. It's like, of course, he's got the, the coronavirus. That dude would have put some spice in that season. That dude mm. would have made shit pop the first few weeks. <laughs> yeah. The, Crying, I, screaming. Yeah. We're lacking that. But, you know, someone tweeted it at us this week saying, Danny, like you said, there weren't going to be any fights. And there was the biggest fight so far this week. So maybe we have more to come. Who knows? That's Absolutely. it for the questions and comments. Thank you guys so much for sending them in. You can always tweet at us at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Yes. Uh, email us. HeyJulieBigBrother <laughs> at gmail.com. Like, it's just there's so many emails coming in that like Google actually sent us a thing. It's like you need to get a go- you need to get a, a, a you need to pay for, pay us for all the emails that we. Get. If you have actually ever sent us an email, I apologize because <laughs> we don't check the email. I che- I actually started checking. I just kept the tab. Okay, I just kept it open. Not okay, getting good. many emails. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been a roller coaster of a week. We've got the noms today. Hopefully some chaos will ensue. And we'll be back next week after veto and stuff. Yeah, maybe one of us will watch Big Brother. Who knows? (laughs) Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.